Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, July 6th, and as always, it is brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers, with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, we are 27 days away from the NFL, 28 days away from high school football, and... 50 days away from college football. Yeah, we are so freaking close. I can taste it. I can almost taste it. You can almost, and you know, that's something that we might need to talk about too. There are certain theme songs that just get your blood going. Right. I wonder if we write those. Those would be fun. Oh, that'd be, that'd be a, uh, yeah, that'd be good. Like certain you want to you want to do just like sports theme songs that get you going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like you know how they have uh, the ESPN college football sound or you know box. Right, right, yeah. You know that would be that'd be good. That'd, that'd be, be good for a uh, um, yeah the Wednesday, the pop culture yeah. Wednesday. I like that ranking the top five best. Uh, sort of sports theme songs. Yeah. Good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, I might throw that one in. I like that. Uh, Billy, today is also National Fried Chicken Day. Oh, oh, oh yes, sir. <laughs> big fried chicken fan? I'm, uh, I'm a big fried chicken fan. What's yeah. your favorite place to get fried chicken from? Oh. Oh. That is tough. I I don't know if I can answer that. Okay. Um, obviously, homemade is better. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. But if we're if we're going, uh, I'm. I typically, when I go to a restaurant, I typically don't get like a, a, an actual sit down restaurant. I typically don't get fried chicken, right. so I can't really claim. I can't really say, oh well, this restaurant has it. So if I'm going like fried chicken between Zaxby's, uh, KFC, and um, Popeyes, or you know where you know the fast food joint, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to go with the Lord's chicken, right? I mean, you have to. If we're gonna include the Lord's chicken in this, then I'm all for fried. Ch- I don't like fried chicken, um, but yeah, I guess I guess if we're including Chick Fil A in this including the Lord's chicken. I mean, that's that's technically fried chicken. Like when yeah. I when I think fried chicken, I think of like a greasy drumstick from KFC or something. Uh, I, I hate stuff. I don't I don't like that type of fried chicken. But yeah, you you can't go wrong with Chick-fil-A. And I mean, I guess, yeah, technically that is fried chicken. Yep. I don't think I've ever had anything there. It's been bad ever at Chick-fil-A. What's what's your go to at Chick-fil-A? April- 
the fun the, the fun part about about Chick Fil well the living in the South the fun part about this is the age old question is are you a Chick Fil A sauce person or are you a Zach sauce person? Uh, neither really. I don't really. I'm not a yeah. big. Yeah, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of either. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I don't really put sauce on my, my on my chicken. Um, sometimes I'll dip like the uh, the little slices of Texas toast. They give you a Zaxby's and the Zach sauce. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I don't. I don't dislike them. I'm just not a. Uh, I'm just not a sauce guy. I eat. Uh, I eat my chicken raw. You know, on a little no no sauce. Okay. Yeah. That's me. Spicy chicken sandwiches. My, my go-to, my go-to at, at Chick-fil-A is the um, grilled nuggets. Oh, those, are, those are pretty good. Yeah, those are pretty yeah. good. I do the uh, I do the spicy chicken sandwich. I'm, I'm a little mad at Chick-fil-A, though. They've gotten rid of uh, my Arnold Palmer. They changed it over to new, some new, like, sun dip fancy frou drink or something like that. And uh, it's hard to get the half and half. Again, that's what I used to always get at Chick-fil-A because they – they did an amazing Arnie Palming, um, but they've they've sort of done away with that, and they have a new they have a new version of the Arnie Palming. It's just it's not the same. It's a I don't know. It's a different recipe. Not not great. Not a great drink. That sucks. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Uh, Billy, last night the Braves beat the Guardians eight to one. Matt Olson, Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, and Rosario all with two RBIs. Uh, Riley and Harris added in an RBI of their uh, piece. One of the big storylines from last night was how good Mike Soroka looked. Uh, went four and two-thirds. Did give up five hits, but no earned runs. Walked three, struck out four. Uh, and the thing that I liked about what Soroka did last night was he worked his pitch count up. That's not usually what you want to see out of pitchers, obviously. But it was nice to see Soroka get close to 100 pitches last night, almost get through the fifth. Uh, and it looks like, I think Soroka has started to find something out and and the more he pitches the more he's the more starts he gets the more faith he gets in his arm i mean other than that start in arizona i, I mean he's he looked he's looked pretty decent this year and, and last night was by far his best start of the year i completely 100 percent disagree really his start last weekend against the marlins was his best start of the year Last night, he looked like he was leaving mistake pitches over the heart of the plate and up and was getting was giving up hits left and right and then was somehow, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, Bryce, but all of his strikeout pitches were basically swings and misses up. They're all up. And, and you know that if you leave mistake pitches up, it's going to be an issue. So that, I don't think it was his best start this year already um he he was struggling and it it showed how much he was struggling and you know it seemed like every single inning he had two batters on and he was somehow wiggling off the line it was it was absolutely insane now don't get me wrong it was impressive as hell to see him wiggle off the line after giving up two hits or getting two batters on you know that kind of thing yeah that's, but to say that it was his best start, I, I would have to disagree. I think him working in and out of jams every single inning, it being on the road. The last start against the Marlins was his first start that he's had in Atlanta in, in years. And you got the juices right. flowing. He went six innings against the Marlins. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the command wasn't fantastic, but the fact that he was able to work in and out of jams on the road against a really good Cleveland Guardians team. Now, whether or not that Guardians team is better than a Marlins team, I probably not, but I, I don't... first and second place team. I yeah. mean, both teams are first and second place teams. I, so, I mean, you got, you got to give them that. It, I mean, it's it was impressive to see him because I'm, I'm trying to think, I don't... I don't think he pitched long enough in the Arizona game to really get in in and out of any jams. Uh, and then what was those? He had another start. Um, who did he start? Who did he start against before the Arizona game? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I can't even. Mm, I don't know. Oakland. Yes, yes, it was Oakland. It was Oakland. I, and and he didn't. He didn't look very. He didn't look very good. He didn't look very good in, in that one or the Arizona game. Um, but I, I don't know. It was just nice to see him work in and out of jams. Like it, it was nice to see that Soroka could be left out there and get out of jams, and we didn't have to run out there immediately and bail him out. Um, you know, you obviously don't want to see your pitcher put people on. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he had like something like ten base runners or close to ten base runners last night. So not yeah. not great in four and two thirds, obviously. Uh, but I, I don't know. It was nice to see him in a pressure situation in a game against a, against a very good team uh, on the road. I don't know. It was it was just nice to see him sort of work work through it, work through it on the mound, work through it in his head. And I, I don't know. I, I just I just hope he's I hope he's done enough the second time he's been called up to stay up here and work through whatever command issues he's still having. Yeah, I mean, it's you keep hearing good news out of Max Freed. Max Freed should be back uh, starting after the All-Star break, which would be fantastic. Kyle Wright's starting to pitch a, a little bit, too. Um, so, it, you know, we've got two more of those pitchers coming in and out, and who's going to be the odd man out? Right. Um, you know, you can't take Spencer out. You can't Theoretically, you can't take Charlie out, um, and you're definitely not taking your all-star Bryce Elder out. So, things like that. And I wonder if, if Soroka would be left on the roster just as a long reliever type guy that can pop in for, for spot starts here. Maybe, because I don't think we have one right now. Yeah, nobody comes to mind. That's the way they can fill in. I think the last I heard about um, uh, about Freed was they were looking in August. I think like very very early August uh, for him to come back. Oh like, no! From what, from what I was reading yesterday, it looks like right after the All Star break. Really? Because yeah, what I read last week yeah. said that he wasn't coming back until August. And they said yeah. that um, I think they said the uh, the Angel series was when he was coming back. Whenever that is, I don't know where that's at. I don't know why we're playing the Angels. Um, are you here? Are you hearing that Kyle Wright is going to be back this this year? Is is that the is that the plan at the moment? I think so. Yeah, okay. it may be like August or September, but it's from what I, I mean, he's pitching, so that's that's a good thing. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Sweet. <clears throat> the Braves had the uh, day off today before they start a three game series to wrap up the first half of the season in Tampa Bay and those tickets Billy you cannot get into the building in Tampa Bay you cannot get into the building for under 60 bucks the two best teams in Major League Baseball right now are going to be playing this weekend and I cannot wait to watch this series this weekend it's going to be so much fun does that seem crazy to you that Tampa you can't get into a Tampa 
<laughs> building for under 60 bucks. <laughs> well, here's the funny part. that There was, um, I saw a tweet this weekend or this week about the attendance at um, Progressive Field, right? You know, in Cleveland. Yeah. They said that it was like 38,000 the other night against, um, or for the Braves. And it was the highest attendance since 2014. What? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's what Ronald Acuna and the Braves will do to you. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, last night, um, I mean, you got that 38,000 on Monday, but then you have the, the crowds the past two nights, 24,000 and 23,000. That's kind of weird. I want, that's kind of weird. That's, that's not a lot, man. That's not a lot for a big series against a, uh, a division leader. You know what I mean? Um, oh, so they got beat that first one. They're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, maybe maybe we won't go. Maybe we won't go to the rest of these games. Yeah. So the Braves take on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Well, not Devil Rays anymore. Tampa Bay Rays uh, weekend series. We'll talk about more uh, about that tomorrow on the Morning Five. Billy, the MLB Home Run Derby matchups have been announced, and uh, let's get your opinion on who you would think is going to win these matchups. So as you know, it's a it's a bracket: one versus eight, two versus seven. Three versus six and four versus five. So the one versus eight. It's Luis Robert Jr. and Adley Rushman. Okay. Who who you got there? Uh you got a coin? Uh, yeah, that's that's sort of I don't I don't even know how Luis Robert was announced the number one seed. Like I guess he's hit twenty he's hit twenty five home runs. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, okay. Like, I, yeah, I was I was shocked when I saw that he was. I don't know how they, I don't know how they rank. Like, I don't know how he's number one. You know what I mean? I, I guess he has the most home runs for anybody participating, possibly. I, I guess wow. that's I guess that's it. I don't sure, know. We'll go with that. Yeah, um, but uh, the number the two, two versus seven is Pete Alonso versus Julio Rodriguez. That's going to be a phenomenal matchup, but I'm still going to take. Alonzo. Yeah, me too. Uh, Pete Alonzo with 25 home runs in the season. Um, I have no idea how many Julio Rodriguez has, but I know I know Pete Alonzo is right behind Matt Olson. Um, I think he's like I think I think Matt. What's Matt at? Like 20 something? High 20s? 29. 29. Okay. Pete's at 25. 29. Matt. 29. Uh, Mookie Betts the three versus six. Mookie Betts versus Vladimir Guerrero Jr. This will be a, another coin flip because I know that Mookie Betts has power, but Vlad is just a different thing. I, I would probably take Vlad over this, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Vlad. I'd go with Vlad too on that one. Um, yeah, Mookie Betts I think has twenty. He has twenty three home runs in the season, but uh, give but give me Vlad Guerrero. I love to see Vlad Guerrero swing a bat. The dude is the dude can yak some balls. And then the four versus the five. Adolis Garcia versus Randy Rosarina. Randy Rosarina. You a Rosarina fan? Nope. Okay. I just <laughs> I'm going to take him over Adolis Garcia. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. So I'm, go I'm going Luis Robert Jr., uh, Pete Alonzo, Vlad Jr., and Randy Rosarina. All four to advance. I think the final is probably going to be Pete Alonzo versus Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if at all possible. Um, and that would be a phenomenal, phenomenal final for MLB Home Run Derby. It's a, it's a shame nobody from the Braves is competing. Shohei's not going to compete. Um, but you do have uh, you do have Pete Alonzo, Luis Robert Jr., 
uh, and Mookie Betts all up there. They're uh, three, four, and five in the home runs. It kind of been cool to see Jorge Soler participate in the home run derby. He's up there in the top 20s in home runs in the MLB. That would have been a neat little thing for the, uh, the Marlins to have Marlins yeah. and a former Brave in a home run derby. Uh, the Olsen and um, Acuna both, both said um, thanks but no thanks. Yeah, I don't, Which is cool. I, I don't blame Acuna. He, he's been there. He's done that. Uh, Matt Olson has never been in the home run derby, has he? Yeah, he has. Has he? Yeah. Oh. yeah it's, I guess that's... He went, I think it was two or three years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that. Um, yeah, I guess it's one of those things that, like, I don't know, you do it once, eh, been there, done that type deal. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something you have to do every single year. Uh, Billy, the NBA free agency is going on now, or so I am told. Uh, and my big question is, what the hell? What, what the hell are the Hawks doing? Uh, I don't know. We are the only team, Billy, right now in the NBA that has not signed a single free agent. The only one. We're the only one. We haven't signed a single free agent. Um, so, I, you know, there's been rumors about DeJounte Murray uh, with a contract extension. There's been uh, rumors about DeJounte Murray doing a sign-and-trade. There's been rumors about the Braves, the Braves, the Hawks trading for Pascal Siakam from Toronto. But so far, other than the John Collins salary dump and picking up Rudy Gay and then drafting some people, we've done nothing. We've done absolutely nothing in free agency. And if you want to sit there and tell me that you think Quinn Schneider can unlock the way that DeJounte and Trey play with each other and DeAndre Hunter is going to be a, a big producer next year and Sadiq Bey is going to be a nice role player. I, I think that's delusional, man. And, and they, I, I heard somebody bring this up on the, on the radio the other day. They said, if you're a Hawks fan, what are you excited about for next season? That's a great, that is a great question. <laughs> like legitimately great question because at this point, you haven't done anything. Um, you've traded JC, which is, which was a, I know a lot of people really cared for him. Um, and what have you done since? And it's not, there hasn't been anything. So it's, it's like, we're, we're, we're going with the same group that last year really underperformed, like absolutely underperformed. So it's, it's interesting to see, I mean, what people would be saying about that. Like, you know, what are you excited about? So. I don't know. I'm not excited about anything right now. I'm I'm not. I don't want to say I'm not excited, um, but but I guess not being excited is probably the perfect way to describe that. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, we get we're rolling Trey and Dejounte out there, so the starting five should look something like this, barring free agency or trades. It should be Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, Sadiq Bay, Clint Capella. Like that that starting five is that starting five is fine, but. Like, is it better than last year's starting five? No, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think we've no. improved. I, you know, uh, once once again, I, I think the the thing that Hawks fans, if you're excited about this season coming up, if you have a lot of positivity going into the season, it has to be banked on the fact that you think Quinn Schneider is going to somehow wave a magic wand and get Trey and Dejounte to play together well, both ball dominant guards 
play together well. And DeAndre Hunter and Sadiq Bay are going to break out and, and be all-world role players. And, and Clint, Clint is Clint. Clint is Clint. Um, I, I think that's the one position on the team that I'm uh, very comfortable going into the season with is Clint Capella and Anyeka Okongwu, both the fives. I feel very, very confident about that. But beyond that, I mean, you're going to tell me Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin are probably going to be your one and two guys coming off the bench because it's not going to be Bogey because Bogey can't stay healthy long enough. Bogey is probably the most talented person you have on that bench, but I have I have zero faith that Bogey can stay healthy for more than 40, 50 games a season. Yeah, he's always getting injured. Um, and, and Kobe Bufkin's probably – did you see the tweet that DeJounte Murray put out last night? Yeah, about loyalty and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know what that's What's all about, on? dude. I just, I am. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I have, I have no idea. So I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's DeJounte being pissed off at the Hawks. I don't know if that's DeJounte like saying the Hawks have been loyal to me and I'm going to be loyal to them and sign an extension. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going on, dude, but it's, it's, there's uh there's, there's something, there's something in that front office going on with DeJounte Murray and the Hawks. And I don't know if it's good or bad or, or what it is, but I, there's just, I don't have a lot of juice going into the season so far for the Hawks, man. It's going to be a, another pedestrian year. And, and, I mean, the Hawks franchise is just the, the face and pinnacle of 500 basketball. Like, it, I, it is just – it's what the Hawks are. The Hawks are a 500 franchise. So, I don't know. I hope they do oh, something. Let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that, considering that, you know, we still have until October before the, the season starts. So, let's just – I know that you're you're always Debbie Downer on, on stuff a lot earlier than I am, but – Let's just, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the offseason goes. I, I understand why you're being this way, but it, and it's irritating to me too, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think we need to do it, Debbie Downer so much. Well, I don't, I don't think it's Debbie Downer. I think it's just realistic. Like, we haven't signed anybody, and the only trade we've made is a, is a salary dump trade. So, if, if like I said, if you're, if you're telling me you're banking on you being juiced this year because you think Quinn Schneider can – turn DeAndre Hunter and Sadiq Bay into all-stars, then I, I can't get there, personally. I can't I can't get there, but we, we'll see what happens. Quinn Snyder's a very good coach. Alright, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in the NL East. The Phillies beat the Rays 8-4. to four. Uh, I think that's five in a row that the Rays have lost. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Cardinals fall to the Marlins 10-9. to nine. Reds beat the Nationals 9-2, to two, and the Mets beat the D-backs two to one, and the Mets have been on a little bit of a roll here lately, but they're still under 500. So I'm not <laughs> really concerned, um, considering that we are 30 games over 500 at this point. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar in the NL East tonight: Reds at Nats at 105, Bills at Rays at 6:40, Cards at Marlins at 6:40, and Mets at Diamondbacks at 9:40. And that's your. St- uh, Smith's four coverings, games, and events calendar. Not the stump games, events calendar. That's my bad. Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Another cup Thanks. of coffee brought to you by a realtor, Good. Hannah Strong, with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. 
I just spilled my coffee. <laughs> Speaking of coffee, oh, I just no. spilled a little bit. It's good. I just got on my mouse pad. My mouse pad soaking up most of it. That's all right. That's all right. We're good. Uh, Grant Williams is heading to the Mavs in a sign-and-trade deal. San Antonio will receive forward Reggie Bullock in an unprotected first-round pick swap in 2030 from Dallas. While both the Celtics, Williams' former team, and the Mavericks will receive two second-round picks. So it seems like, you know, the Mavericks getting better, Celtics getting better, Spurs getting better. Uh, and the Hawks are just sort of sitting around here trading for 107-year-old Rudy Gay. So it's uh, great, great, great to be a Hawks fan. Just, just fantastic. Yay. Yay. Uh, Las Vegas will host the final four of the NBA's new in-season tournament. What is this? Uh, this is a uh, this is an in-season tournament. They've, this has been in the works for a while. You know how like um, soccer has different cups in the middle of their regular season. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of like that. Um, the in-season tournament will debut in twenty three twenty four, and the details of it were unveiled officially in the league's new collective bargaining agreement that went out uh, on Saturday. All teams will particip participate in the group stage, which will consist of six groups total, three per conference, and chosen by random draw, based on teams' winning percentage the previous season. Each team will play four games in its group with six group winners making the knockout stages, along with two wild cards who finish with the best winning percentage and not first in their group. Um, knockout stages will be single elimination through the final. So it's, it's sort of like a European soccer format, um, but it's, a, it's just when sort of a... happening? Uh, this year, 23-24 season. So, like, I get that. But oh, oh, what, when, when during the, when during yeah. the season? Um, yeah. I don't know, honestly. Like, are they taking two weeks off to do this? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I believe they will be. Um... That is dumb. Oh, I love it. I love this idea. That is dumb, da dumb, dumb, dumb. I love this idea. I think it's fantastic. No. No. Mm -mm. That's going to give no. the Hawks what, something to play what, for. What good does this do for for the teams? It gives. It brings in more revenue. <laughs> to who, though? The, the NBA? No, the teams. They How get to sell more, more tickets. No. Yeah, I think I think this is a great idea. They they do it over no. in Europe for soccer. It's fantastic. They do it for the MLS. Um, I've been asking for for a midseason basketball tournament for years, and I think there should also be a tournament for the number one pick. It shouldn't be just it shouldn't be the crappiest team that plays the worst gets the number one pick because the tanking is terrible. Anybody who's in the lottery for the NBA draft should be put into a tournament. It should be a, uh, a tournament to decide the number one draft pick. And the winner of that tournament gets the number one seed. So it, you can be a bad team, but if you're, you know, the best bad team, you get the number one pick, not the bad team that was trying to be bad the entire season and purposely tanking. I love this idea. I think it's I think it's a great idea. Um, I'd rather see I'd like I'd like to see them do this instead of have the all-star break. I think the all-star game and the dunk contest and the three-point contest for the NBA is pointless now. I haven't watched it in years. It's boring. There's no more dunks to be had out there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the uh, what the players say about it. But I, I'm all in for it, man. I, I've been hoping that uh, the NBA would do something like this for a while now, and it kind of showed during the 2020 bubble season for COVID that 
something along these lines is pretty possible. I mean, it's, it's like the um, it, it'll be like the TBT tournament, and I mean that's that's well, we saw how good that brand of basketball can be for that. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like I I think putting that in the middle of the season is just it's dumb. What happens if somebody gets hurt? Well, they're NBA uh, players, of course, know, they're gonna like get hurt. I, that's even my, more my point. Like this is gonna. Like I, I don't know. I'm pessimistic about it. Nope, nope. I don't like it. It gives it gives teams something Maybe to I'm play for. Like it, it'll it'll give the Hawks something to play for in the middle of the season when their playoff hopes are already dead. You know, it'll give it'll give us something to play for. What if they're, what if they're already played for the playoffs? What if they like? I, that's what I just. What if who's already played in the playoffs? The Hawks. Like, the, what if the Hawks are playing for the playoffs? So why are we playing this? And then let's just say that Trey gets hurt. Then he gets hurt. What, is it, what the likelihood of him getting hurt in this basketball game isn't any more than a regular season basketball game. Well, at least the regular season basketball game means something. Does it? It's one of 82. This is just an exhibition tournament. It's one of 82. How is okay. it an exhibition tournament? It's still one of 82. Yeah, if you get hurt in a regular season game, you're, it, it's not it's, like they're going to have... This is just a preseason tournament in, in, a, in the middle of the season. It's not a preseason tournament. There's no more likelihood that they're not, they're not going to have knights out there with swords swinging at basketball players as they're taking a shot. The likelihood that you're going to get injured in a basketball game playing in this tournament isn't any more or less likely than it would be in a regular season game. And if you're worried about getting injured, don't play the damn game. Have the load management, you know. Okay. okay. Uh, that the, hey, that's what's wrong <laughs> with sports, right there. Is everybody is terrified <laughs> to get injured, and they don't. That's what's killing the NBA now. You know. You know. No. That's why they won't. No no, 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 no. No. First of all, you know that I'm a hockey guy, so I don't even want to hear that coming from you. No. Secondly, no, you said don't play the game. When it, comes, when it comes to basketball players, basketball players are such pansies that the instant that they tweak their ankle a little bit, they're done. You know, I've it's it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't care if they say, "Oh, well, I have to, I have to you know, rotate." No, bull, bull. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I've seen I've seen hockey players take a puck and break their freaking leg, they finish their shift, and then they get off the ice. No, it's stupid. I don't I don't want to hear it from basketball players hold on but you're saying you're saying don't play this this uh in-season tournament what the basketball team this is what basketball has made me into it's not a very hockey mentality no it's not when it comes to basketball i don't want my players to get hurt uh the 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 in-season tournament is december 7th through 9th so towards the beginning of the season I think I think it's a great okay. idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. It'll it'll give like uh, it'll give a week, two weeks of interesting basketball that means something when basketball is irrelevant because until after New Year's yeah. Day, basketball doesn't matter. Uh, Billy, the Angels say Mike Trout is progressing well after left wrist surgery that said he will be out from four to eight weeks. I hate that. I that hate sucks. that. That's a best player I, in all of you. Yeah, it's not what you want to see out of um, out of one of the best players in baseball. One game over four hundred or one game over five hundred for the Angels. Uh, yeah, that's that sucks. I, I hate. They're it. doing better than the Mets, <laughs> and they have probably a quarter of the payroll. 
Uh, Billy, in today, oh, in, in 1933, the first MLB All-Star game, the AL wins 4-2 to two at Comiskey Park in Chicago, and Babe Ruth hits his first ever All-Star home run. Okay. And that was near the end of his career. I think he was done, like, right around mid-30s. Yeah, like 37, maybe? No, I think it was, like, 33, 34. Because at 33, he was playing for Boston, right? Uh, like the Braves? Yeah, I think so. I think he was already with Boston in 33. Or did he play two seasons with him? Uh, 35 was his final year. Golly, okay. what, what a bum. Babe Ruth only made it to two All-Star games. Yeah, well, there was only one All-Star game. <laughs> that, that was the first All-Star game that he played What a bum. He only made it to two All-Star <laughs> Guy played 22 <laughs> years and could only make it to two All-Star games. What a bum. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else to add man no let's get out of here on a thursday let's get out of here on a thursday we will see you all tomorrow morning on a friday same time same place shake your neighbors just shake